Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to another podcast, just this time. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl champions. How about them apples? What a great win. I didn't watch any of it. You know what's funny about the Bucs? I don't know. We probably don't have too many Super Bowl fans, but just humor me on this. I used to be a huge sports fan, like big deal, basketball mostly, basketball and football. Those are like the two. I knew like rosters. I could even still tell you like the the 2002 who the starting five 2000 starting five NBA team for the Sacramento Kings, the Los Angeles Lakers, the 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 Bulls, the 76ers, like a lot of these teams. Anyway, but the Bucks were in the Super Bowl a number of years ago. And Super Bowl Sunday when the Bucks were in the Super Bowl, it wasn't in Tampa, it was somewhere else, but the Bucks made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, Reinhard Bonka came and preached at the river. And so Pastor Rodney was like, you're going to choose, you're going to choose the Super Bowl over Reinhard Bonka. And the place was actually packed. The place was full, like 2000 people in the building and the Bucks won. And, uh, I was like, man, that's the Lord blessing us because, um, we went to church. And so this time, even though now I'm not as big of a fan, I was still excited. The Bucks were in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady, you know, the whole thing. But I thought the way that I'm going to support the Bucks this time is to do exactly what I did last time, is go to church. And sure enough, the underdogs win. If I ruined it for you and you didn't know that yet, you live in a hole and you deserve it to be ruined for you. I'm just kidding. All right, let's get into what we're going to talk about today. Um, I want to ask you two questions and I want to ask, first of all, what are you adjusting for? You know, this has been something that's been revolving around in my spirit for a while now, but it's just been like, we, we make adjustments in our life based on what we value. Uh, when you're growing up, your parents spank you, and so you make adjustments based on that, right? Your parents discipline you. You say, I don't want to get a spanking, so I'm going to eat my Brussels sprouts because even though I don't like them, I'm going to eat them because I don't want to get a spanking, right? At least that's how it was for me. You wake up, make your bed. Why? Because, so if you're, because your mom's always going to come in and be like, yo, why isn't the bed made? I told you to wake up, and before you leave your room, make your bed, right? And so there's things that you do, whether you, whether you, you may like them or not like them, but you make adjustments to avoid punishment, you make adjustments to gain whatever. When you get older, it may not be the punishment, but you, you make adjustments. Hey, I feel like driving 95 miles an hour, but I'm going to make this adjustment to 77 because I don't want to get a ticket for $600, right? I'm making adjustments. But when it comes to your life, you have to be careful because many people make adjustments because of things that they want the way they want people to perceive them. So you have to you have to actually take an account of your life at times. And, and so this is going to be one of those podcasts where you can get a look on the inside and really ask yourself, who and what am I making adjustments for? You know, the fear of God is when you make adjustments based on, I, I care more about what God thinks than what, what man thinks. The fear of man is where you make adjustments based on what men think. And this is the, 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 the best picture in the Bible, I believe, of the fear of man versus the fear of God. Um, one of them would be David and, and then Saul. And so you see David, who when he sinned, he said, I've sinned against God. And he repented and said, I've sinned against God. You know, when his sin caused, uh, he, he, you know, slept with another man's wife, sent the man off to battle, blah, blah, blah. His sin caused another man to die in battle. He didn't say I've sinned against Bathsheba. He didn't say I've sinned against that man. He said he, he had, but he said, I've sinned against God which is really the heart he's realizing I've done this and it's and it's the lord that I've that I've got to uh, talk to. And then you see Saul who um 
you know, the, the, uh, the command went out, go and kill them and don't bring anything back. And then the people there said, hey, let, let us take the best of the sheep so we can sacrifice to God. And he listened to the people where that wasn't the commandment. The commandment wasn't bring back sheep. So they, the commandment was kill everything, man, woman, you know, the, the, the sheep included, kill everything. So he yielded to the people rather than to God. And then when he was caught, he didn't say, oh, I've sinned against God. He said, can you, at least when I go out, can you like, uh, go out with me and help me to basically cover, cover, you know, like save face for what the people thought. He still was less concerned about sinning against God and more concerned about what the people thought. And so people make adjustments. So I want people to think I'm smart. I want people to think I'm, uh, 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 a powerful Christian. I want people to think it. So there's even people who they get under the anointing and they act a certain way. And there's no real, there's no real heart love for the things of God or the heart love is waned. Let me say that the heart, the love for the presence of God is waned, but then they get in around people who are on fire for God and they just act the part, right? And you got to be careful because if you're doing that for an outward appearance, you, you care more about what people think than what God thinks. I, I won't put anything on in a service. If I don't feel the anointing, I don't pretend to shake. If I don't, if I don't, I, I ain't putting anything on. I'm going to be honest with the Lord. Lord, come and, come and just work in my heart. Lord, do something. I'm in your, in your presence. Lord, do something in my heart. It doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to feel a certain way. Lord, work in me. And so what are you adjusting for? You know, there's people that even come into your life that help you to improve. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, 17, and it says, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens another man. And so there's people that God will send to you to help you improve, to help you be a better person. There's people that'll pull you up to a, a, a higher level. But then there's also people that come into your life that God doesn't send to you, that the devil sends to pull you away from the things of God. So who, who, what are you accommodating? Who are you accommodating in your life? So those are the two questions I want to ask. What are you adjusting for and what are you accommodating? You know, there's people right now, there could be someone in your life right now that you know spending time with them doesn't help your walk with the Lord. I'm not talking about like a parent. I'm not like talking about an unsafe parent. I'm not talking about like your your six-year-old, your, your 12-year-old brother, younger brother, who's like not really on fire for the Lord. I'm talking about someone who influences you, who you spend time with. You may be, there may be someone that you're interested in of the opposite sex that you know they're not on fire for the Lord. They're worldly. They may be a Christian. They may go to a Baptist church, but they're worldly. And you know that they're not going to be someone that's going to draw you towards the things of God. Don't, don't accommodate those people. You know, those are always, they end up being tests because when you pass those tests and you say, no, I'm, I'm putting, I fear God more than anything else. I reverence and I respect God more than anything else that I'm going to rather put this aside, that maybe, you know, that person has things that I like about them. I think they're good looking. I think whatever, I think they're cool. I'm, you know, I like the way I feel when I'm around them, whatever. When you do that and say, no, I know that they're not leading me towards God. If you, this is how you know. As I'm talking, or you have to make excuses for them in your head, they're not right for you. The people that are good for you, you know, you don't have to try to convince yourself. The people that aren't good for you that you want to keep around are the ones where you're like, well, you know, it's more of like, you know, they're not bad. And if you're doing that, then you know, they're not helping you. And so what are you accommodating in your life? 
There are people here listening to me that you're on fire for the Lord and you have to protect that. You have to be, you have to protect it like it's the only thing that you've got in life because it's the most important thing. Your relationship with the Lord is your most important thing. Don't entertain relationships. Don't entertain things that draw you away from, away from the things of God. Iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. There are people that are here that are sent to pull you away from God's plan for your life. People, it, there are people who detract, and then there's people that add to. So, wh- who are those people? Obviously, there's people who like you. You know, you just talk to every once in a while. Maybe they don't, but they're not influencing you. You're not spending time with them. They're not drawing you away from them, from the Lord. What are you accommodating? Song of Solomon two fifteen. I want to read this to you. It says, "Catch for us." Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil the vineyards, for our vineyards are in blossom. There's little foxes that spoil the vine. There's little things in your life. And I'm not talking about major things. I'm not talking about lust. I'm not talking about uh, uh, fornication. I'm not talking about, you know, violent rage and temper. Those aren't little foxes. Those are big foxes. Those are the big bears, right? Little foxes are different. Little foxes there, it's it's not it's not talking about the major sins. It's talking about little hard attitudes, little hard attitudes that can spoil the vine. I'm going to go over a couple of things here with you. Number one, to begin with, we see that Jesus is the true vine. Number two, believers, Christians, are branches in the vine. Number three, as branches in the vine, we're to bear fruit. Number four, the fruit that we bear is the fruit of the spirit which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, self-control, self-control. I like talking about self-control, self-discipline, self-control. Number five, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards that hinder the growth and take away the tender fruit are the sins of the spirit. If we're called to bring forth fruit, then there's little things that can take away the fruit. The father's pleased when you bear much fruit. So you, so you may not be in outright lust, right? In outright sin and watching pornography and in, in, uh, in these different things. But there can be little sins. We call them little, but it's, 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 it could even be that they're just little things. They're attitudes of the heart. They call them the sins of the spirit. The sins of the flesh, according to the Bible, are adultery, murder, blasphemy, drunkenness, etc., the sins of the spirit are the little foxes that creep in almost unnoticed and spoil the vines and take away the fruit. What are these little foxes, these sins of the spirit? I believe there are three kinds. Number one, heart sins, secret sins. David had something to say about this in Psalm 51.10. What are they? Sins such as jealousy, pride, impurity, little heart attitudes, unforgiveness, little things, things that you hold on to. Someone else gets blessed and and your immediate reaction isn't to rejoice with them. It's to be envious of them. Be jealous of them. Well, why do they get it? And I don't. I'm better. I read my Bible more than them. I fasted at the beginning of this year and they didn't. Why are they getting blessed? You got to be able to rejoice with other people, whether they fasted or not, whether they earned it or not. You know, the thing that really helps me and will help you is you're responsible only to what the Lord tells you to do, not what the Lord told someone else to do. So you may be looking and saying, I fasted and, I, and other people getting breakthrough and they didn't even fast. Hey, that's not, that's between them and the Lord. The Lord may have told them to, for them, fasting may have been reading their Bible three days in a row and the Lord's rewarding them. They're in a different place. They're, they're not as spiritually mature. You, you're responsible, Lord, for only what he calls you to do. 
You know, this year I fasted 21 days at the beginning of the year. First time I've ever done that. There's other people that have done that the last 10 years. Well, I'm I'm just where the Lord has me, and I'm responsible to the Lord. I'm the Lord's servant. No one else tells me what to do. Now, if my pastor, who I'm under spiritually, said, hey, it's time to go on a 21-day fast, I would. he's my spiritual authority, so I would, I would obey and I would do that. But I'm responsible to the Lord. You can't judge another man's servant. The Lord will lead you, and so you don't compare yourself. Number two, out of the secret sins, number two is the lip sins. Guard your heart with all diligence, throw the issues of life. Psalm 141, verse 3. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. You can have an unruly and undisciplined tongue. You can tear down with your tongue. You can be a person who's a jokester. And it's good to be funny. But don't let your tongue be something that pulls people down. Let it be something that builds people up. Little attitudes, little words here and there. Little talking back to this person. I can't believe they would say that to me. Who do they think they are? Just getting an attitude. You guard your heart. What you're speaking out of your mouth is the overflow of what's in your heart. Little foxes spoil the vines. The way to deal with the little foxes is to kill them. They must be rounded up and put to death. They must be mortified. If they're not put to death, they'll grow into big foxes. The way to kill the little foxes is to rely upon the Holy Spirit. You know, what do you, you have to ask yourself, what am I adjusting for? And then what am I accommodating? Look at your time. What are you, what are you making allowance for? This is something that you always reevaluate. And I reevaluate. How much are I spending, how much time am I spending in the word of God? Oh, don't be so dogmatic. No, this is where it counts, you know, because the Bible says we don't live by bread alone, but by every work that word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's what we live off of is the word of God. So am I making time for the word? I, I reevaluate. I reevaluate. Am I, am I studying the word like I should be? Am I giving time to study the word? Or is, or, or is TV getting my attention more so? You have to reevaluate. This isn't just one thing that you, you know, <laughs> it isn't just, oh, you know, I've, I pressed in once and now I don't do it again. This is our life. You stay close to the Lord. And this is a joy. You know, if the word's no longer a joy to you, that means you're not spending enough time in the word. If it's a drag to get in the Bible, it means you're not spending enough time in the Bible. If it's a drag to go pray, you're not praying enough. The, 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 let the word, Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Speaking to one another, psalms, hymns, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Ephesians says, take joy in the word. What are you accommodating? What are you adjusting for? There may be people that, that you know you need to not have a relationship with, that you need to break things off with. This is the Lord throwing you a lifeline. Lord, I pray that you give them courage to make the decisions they need to make, to make the adjustments that they need to make. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, you know you're not responsible to get that person saved either. Share the gospel with them, but move on. Amen. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.